This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air everywhere. And a very good Friday to you. You have found a brand new piping hot edition of the fifth hour with Ben Maller and Danny G radio because four hours a night are not enough eight days a week. And we are back in the podcast dojo somewhere far, far away in the North woods. And uh, the news that caught my attention, we did not talk enough about this on the radio show this week. And I thought what better way to catch up on all the dirt in sports television, all the money flying around. And you, you got to have a pen and a scorecard to keep track of all the moving parts in sports television, specifically the NFL with the Tom Brady story, Drew Brees out at NBC. And who better to break it all down for us than a man that covers this on a regular basis from the New York Post, my favorite newspaper, the New York Post. We welcome in Ryan Glasspiegel. He joins us. He covers uh, all kinds of uh, entertainment, business, you name it, for the Post. He used to work at OutKick with Clay Travis, and he's worked all over the blogosphere. And let's welcome in Ryan. Here we'll talk about all the, the big stories of the week in sports television. And Ryan, why don't we start out by talking about you? And uh, I know you work at the post. I've, I've read your stuff for a long time here uh, recently, but how would you describe your beat, Ryan? How would you describe what you cover for the post? So my title is sports and entertainment reporter. I write about the sports media. I write about 
athletes dating celebrities, athletes marrying celebrities, athletes divorcing celebrities, athletes having kids with celebrities, um, basically anything pertaining to the sports world that isn't, you know, analysis or a summary of what happens in the actual games is what I do and kind of what I've been doing for about 10 years. I got you. And so now, but do you actually watch the games or? I mean, oh, absolutely. You, you, yeah. You yeah, have to, yeah, you have yeah. to have a knowledge of what's happening in the games, uh, especially to talk about the announcers, but I mean, just for framing everything, yeah, I watch the games um, intently every night, basically. I mean, every time, especially NFL season, like there's hardly a game window that goes by that I'm not watching. I got you. I got you. So, and it's kind of like what we, I do a sports radio show and we very rarely actually talk about the games. Like during football season, we will, but it's in, in the NBA playoffs, we'll break down games, but the rest of the time, it's pretty much the stuff that you're, searching for in the New York post and, and uh, how is it different there? I know you worked at a couple different places over the last decade, but you know, I, I love the New York post. I'm a huge fan of the New York post, but uh, how is it different? Is it much different than some oh, of the other it's, places? It's definitely different. I yeah. mean, I'm writing a higher volume of stories now than I ever have before. I'm kind of like a short order diner cook for, um, web content, like just make, you know, there's lots of different types of writers or content producers, you know, people who make extensive last dance MJ documentary. That's probably like a five course, you know, um, thousand dollar meal. Whereas I'm just like constantly, you know, flipping the pancakes and the bacon and the eggs on the grill. If you've ever been to a diner where you can just see them like working, um, at like a ridiculous pace. That's kind of what I do. But yeah, the post is wild because they mix like everything together on the homepage. I really do. I'm not just saying that as a company man. I think the post homepage is the best website on the internet. because so you're going to get your real news, your sports, your celebrity gossip, like just everything you can think of is all mixed smashed together there. And it's like wild to be a part of that. So when you're when you're putting this stuff together, do they direct you a certain way, or are you? It's like a wild goose chase every day, where you're scouring every nook and cranny trying to find these stories. Yeah, I'd say it's half what you're describing, and then half editors doing that and assigning me to write about something that they see. So I find stuff and I pitch the editors, and they either approve it or say no. And they find stuff and send it to me. And I usually say yes, unless I really don't want to. I got you. I got you. No, I ran a, a website, like a one man band thing back in the stone age of the internet. And I did pretty well for a while. I stopped doing it for a couple of reasons, but one of the reasons was when social media kind of came on and took off. Uh, people were not, not reading the uh, the blogs as much. I mean, it, it is a battle, uh, and you're at a big newspaper, you know, website, the New York Post. But uh, how has the game changed? I guess you've been in it kind of the whole time. This this social media thing's been going on, but how difficult is it, Ryan? To, you know, to, yeah. to your point, like around kind of 2016, 2017, when Twitter started letting you embed videos and all these other whistles that made it so that people didn't need to read the story. Um, that definitely was a low tide, but 
right now for what I do, I'm as well read as I've ever been, which is mainly a function of being at the post. But even before that, I was noticing a little bit of a sea change um, then where all of these websites have gone to subscription models. And so being somebody whose writing is available for free, waiting out kind of the cycle has been like very beneficial for the distribution on my stories. Well, yeah, with these paywalls, I, I, you know, you, you have access to this stuff. So it makes sense that people would, would read you and they don't end up clicking on the, on the paywall. Well, you do entertainment and sports, Ryan. And I, you had a big story the other day about Sham Sharania, which uh, got a lot of attention. You, was it a profile piece you wrote about his life and, and the amount of time. The thing that I remember about that, Ryan, is the amount of hours that he spends on, I guess, his phone or his computer, which is an insane amount. I, how, how many hours? It was um, he said that he spends 17 to 18 hours a day on screen time and that it goes up over 20 hours a day during like the draft and free agency. It's an insane amount of time. It's an insane amount of time. And does he sleep at all? Is there sleep involved in this? Does he eat? He sleeps very little. He's it's, um, you know, I've, I've met a a decent amount of people with like insatiable drive in this line of work. And he is certainly at or near the top of it. He doesn't want anything in life other than to dominate this beat. And part of it is that he's always wanted it. And part of it is he wouldn't talk about it with me directly, Ben, but he has this rivalry with Adrian Wojnarowski. We work together at Yahoo. It was a mentor-protege relationship, and they cannot stand getting beaten by the other. And so the idea that like Woj could be working when he's not just drives him relentlessly that he doesn't want to miss anything. Yeah. And it, it is odd because I, I actually worked a little bit with Woj back and that he did some stuff. I, I was at NBC and he did some stuff there. And I, I got to tell you, every time I see Woj on ESPN, I just chuckle because he was working at Yahoo at the time and he despised ESPN. Like it was <laughs> like he didn't he couldn't wait to destroy ESPN. And now, he, of course, he's been there for several years. and He's done well at ESPN. Yeah, that, that's how Shams feels about Woj. He cannot yeah. stand the idea that, of like Woj beating him. Yeah, it's crazy. And the, the thing, right, I don't know if you've noticed this, but when I did and I ran kind of a, like a, a gossipy type site and the thing i notice about it's very odd in in the writing world that especially baseball writers i used to cover baseball guys would get so upset if they didn't get all the credit for the story but my experience with the people that read this stuff like ryan you put a lot of stuff out there you you might get from the athletic or somewhere else and you'll repackage it in your own words and that People, people don't really care who had it first. I guess that's the point I'm making. Do you agree with that? Or as far as the readers are concerned, I know the writers get very uh, upset. So it's a, you know, there's, there's two different worlds. There's a world of the people who spend an insane amount of time on Twitter, and then there's the rest of the world. <laughs> so the rest of the world is what, like probably 98, 99% of the population, and they don't care what iota. Like, I think that a vast majority of the people listening to this right now 
don't care whether Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport is first with a free agent signing that they're going to learn about five minutes later anyway. But inside this business, um, the ability to get things first kind of signifies that you're talking to important people. And for whatever reason, Shams versus Woj has captured the imagination of a big amount of people who don't even work in sports media. And so if you look at it on kind of like when NBA free agency is starting, like whoever is like doing better that day is going to have like memes made of him dunking on the other or whatever. And so for whatever reason, this particular battle has captured the imagination of a bigger set of the public than anything else I can think of. Well, and the, the, the woad shams thing, and you, you wrote about shams, but like they worked together, right? That was the whole thing. As you, I think you mentioned it. They were you know, Yahoo and shams kind of learned from woad and, it's like some coming out, some kind of plot from like a Star Wars thing or something, right? Where, yeah, we, we don't know. That's that's a mystery, right? We don't know. So we know Woj left Yahoo for ESPN. We know Shams did not go with him. We don't know what was the trigger moment along the way where they split from being partners to being adversaries. And hopefully one day one of them will tell me that and I'll be the one who gets to tell everybody else or one of them will save it for their book. But <laughs> regardless, like, yeah, we don't know exactly what happened. And to your point, yeah, it is kind of like a Star Wars archetype where you've got the student and the teacher and all of a sudden, I think, you know, it, it was it, um, it was like in episode two where you could kind of see Vader starting to be a little bit hasty. Maybe, maybe Shams like wanted things faster then Woj was like willing to give it to him or whatever. It's really difficult to figure out exactly what happened, but it's definitely out of a movie. Yeah. And you wonder who went to the dark side? Was it Woj? Was it Shams? Like who crossed over? You know, I don't know that you can't just say that there's shades of gray. Um, The the process of obtaining scoops requires um, a lot of kind of collaboration with sources and subjects. And, who like it's very impossible when you're not in the reporter's shoes to like figure out what kind of trade-offs are being made but i think like i don't know i would i wouldn't say either of them are the dark side um shams like a lot of people reached out to me after that said he's a great teammate i love working with him he's so driven but he's like not hard to work with and so um there are certainly people who really like enjoy working with Woj as well. Like I think um, like Tim Bontemps is somebody at ESPN who's come up in like the Woj tree. And so I don't know that who, there's like a dark side and a good side in this sport. Just the fact that like the, the mentor and the protege uh, are now duking it out to the entertainment of, I don't know, maybe millions, but at least hundreds of thousands. Yeah. And I'm on just for the record, not that anyone cares where I'm, but I'm on team Woj. Uh, I knew him a little <laughs> bit and I, I, but I like, I like the fact that. Woj, Woj has been really nice to me in my career yeah. too. Like, I mean, he, he's complimented my work before. Uh, I've met him once in person. He's very gracious. So I don't really have like a dog. Yeah. in the fight, but I like that the fight exists because it's like interesting for me to observe. 
No, and I also love the fact that these guys, both of them, uh, are relentless. And, uh, you, you know, Ryan, being in, in the business a while, there's certain guys that cut corners after a while and they don't they don't put the work in when they reach a certain level. It's like, well, I don't have to do it anymore because I've reached this level. And it's good to hear maybe a little too much for shams, but I'm sure Woj is doing the same thing over there. But they're, they're both putting the work in, which I, I respect because – I've seen guys I've been around that reached a certain level. Name names. And, <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> There's a lot of people in television I could name, but, uh, but yeah, it's a, it, it's a mess. Now, speaking of TV, all right, Drew Brees, one of the big stories over the last week here, as we uh, talk about, you know, sports media stuff, you're the guy, Ryan, to talk to. So Drew Brees and your newspaper had this story before anybody that he's out uh, at, NBC that he he was the, the the golden child when he got hired NBC and he's already yeah, done just a year ago it was not a long time there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables ooh yum and how you get the most out of select can't miss events with access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. What do you think happened? What's your, do you think that, anytime I see a mutual decision, I think bullcrap because someone has to be the one that says, okay, I want, I want out. I I'm pointing at NBC saying that they, they overestimated to, uh, to quote a place used to work. They outkicked their coverage with Drew Brees. They thought he would be really good. And he was just like a backup fullback that played on the lions. They could, you know, some, some generic guy that could have gotten without all the money and all the bells and whistles and all that. And I, it, it might be unfair because it was only one year, but that's my, my take on it is I think NBC is the one that said, Hey, this guy's not as good. And breeze saw all the other stories going around with all these other broadcasters getting all this money. He's like, wait a minute, I should be doing Sunday night games the, in the booth. So I think that's more what happened. What do you think happened? I want to give Andrew Marshan, my colleague, credit because he breaks basically all of these stories. Like, I mean, there, there's no like shams to his woge in terms of like getting the scoops in sports media. He's just like so far. Uh, like John Oran is great, but he he does kind of like league level stuff in terms of like talent moves. Marshan gets almost everything. So for Breeze, what I think 
it's like a multifaceted story. First is that um, when NBC brought him in, they thought maybe he would be the heir apparent to Chris Collinsworth. I think that they, you know, because they have Tariko replacing Al Michaels this year on Sunday Night Football with Al going to Amazon. So I think they might have been like, okay, well, we'll have Breeze work with Tariko on Notre Dame games and then have him go to Sunday Night Football. But I think that they kind of got cold feet on that idea and came to the realization that they'd rather have Collinsworth with Tariko than Breeze. And so then all of a sudden, Breeze is stuck on Notre Dame games with we don't know who the play-by-play announcer is going to be next year yet. And then the studio show, which like Dan Patrick talked about yesterday, basically said doing the studio show is really boring. You have to go to the studio in Connecticut, sit there like all day for the football games, and then it's your turn to talk for like 30 seconds at a time. And so I think that's the case of all of these studio shows, but someone like Breeze, who probably feels entitled to a bigger platform based on what he accomplished as a player, doesn't really want to sit through that drudgery. Like he doesn't want to wait all day for Sunday night studio, you know? Yeah. Well, they have good craft services though, uh, Ryan, they have good food (laughs) at those things. Uh, So there is that, but. But but Breeze isn't struggling to eat. He's not, he's not like a member of the proletariat, like yourself or me, where a free meal goes a long way in making us feel better about whatever we're at, our responsibilities are. Oh, a hundred percent. But this is a gigantic boss move by Collinsworth. If, if this played out the way, uh, you know, part of it, I believe, I believe Marshan reported that he signed a new deal, like kind of quietly. And so I might have that wrong. Like I don't have it right in front of me, but I think I remember reading that. And so like just the fact that, you know, it's going to be a, least several years of Notre Dame games in studio until he can go that. And then the other thing that Marshand has reported is that um, there's an opening potentially for Breeze at Fox while they wait for Tom Brady to come into the booth. It's possible that he could go and work there as a color commentator. If not on the top team, they, they, they got to elevate Greg Olson there. That creates a different spot for Breeze. And so I think there might be an opportunity for him to do NFL games at Fox that he didn't have at NBC potentially. Now, speaking of Tom Brady here, Ryan, and uh, there was a great quote from Howard Cosell back in the day. And I've, I've used this for many years, the jockocracy <laughs> of yes. broadcasting. I love that quote from Cosell. I, I, it's amazing. And, you know, he's been dead for so many years and it still goes on here, but this Tom Brady thing's amazing to me. No, I have no animosity towards Tom, but to get a 10-year deal, what if he is the next Drew Brees where they're not smitten and he's not wowing people? Like you think there's well, there, there, there's going to yeah. be off ramps for both of the sides yeah. in that deal. Like yeah, it's 10 years, but it's not like it's the 10 commandments like <laughs> brought down on stone by Moses. Like the, the if these if these two sides are not happy with each other, they could have a quote mutual split like Breeze and NBC are in the process of. But um no, the, so the, the deal with Brady, though, it's important to know that this goes beyond the idea of him 
as an announcer. He's going to be a brand ambassador for Fox. So imagine like you're the person, I don't even know, what do you think um, Fox charges like Chevrolet or Ford or Anheuser-Busch for their football season worth of advertisements? And like they're not even just getting NFL games. Like Fox is selling packages of NFL, like, top tier Big Ten, Pac-12, and Big 12 football, the World Series, and this year, the World Cup. Now imagine, like, you're the CEO of um, Chevy, and, like, Tom Brady comes into the meeting as a closer. That's going to have immense uh, benefit for Fox, just having, like, being able to bring their, like, VIPs over by the booth to come and meet him. And so that's a portion of the deal that isn't being discussed as much as just the idea of whether he's going to be a good announcer or not. Yeah. Well, and the thing about Brady too, is I I, I know from his media, he's, he's been very open about it. I think, was it a few months ago, maybe it was last year where he said he pretty much lies the entire time he's talking to the media. Is that, so you, you wonder like how he's going to do in the booth. And is he going to open up? And that's that's always been a problem, Ryan. You know this. You cover this this stuff. These former players, a lot of these guys, when they do end up getting in the booth, they are protecting the fraternity, right? They don't want to. The only one that really doesn't do that consistently is Charles Barkley. Other than that, most of these guys are all in certain ways guarded with what they say. And that's that's been the big complaint I have. Uh, when it comes to this stuff and we'll find I, Brady's got so much money. Does it really matter? I guess he could say whatever he wants. Right. But a lot of these other guys, I, you know, I, yeah. I think that he's going to eventually be an owner of an NFL team. Hmm. So like, if you're asking me to bet on whether he's good at not announcing or not, I would never bet against Tom Brady. But if you're asking me to bet, if he makes it 10 years, yeah. I would bet. No, I would bet within 10 years of retirement, him and Giselle own a team. And maybe it's something like, you know, they, they might not have the like $5 billion or whatever you need to own a team, but I could see it being a situation like with like A-Rod and the Timberwolves where he partners with a money guy and he's the face and the decision maker. And that that's what I would expect out of him in his post-playing career, but it, it, it's still, that takes a few years to figure out the right partner and the franchise coming for sale and is it in a place where you want to live and so on. And so I think that Fox is going to be a bridge for Brady to the ownership booth. Ownership box is what my prediction will yeah. be. And as we know from uh, John Gruden, who's taboo to say though, but the, the all the rich people, all the NFL people are watching these these prime island games. And I know Brady would be doing the or Brady would be doing the late game on Fox, which is going to be kind of an island, the late TV window, the, the big game. And so you have access like Brady has access to those people uh, anyway. But uh, now let me ask you this here. Right? So I, I have been preaching from the bully pulpit in the overnight on my show that I, I, I believe people tune into like a radio show or a podcast to hear the person who's the host. But it's that dynamic does not exist in an NFL game. Like I, I have certain broadcasters I like, but I've never turned on a game because of a broadcaster other than Charles Barkley. 
I'll watch a bad NBA game to hear what Barkley has to say, but usually, usually not about the game. But but and I, I think a lot of people are like that. I think more people are like that than not. So explain to me, right? If I if I'm right, maybe maybe you disagree, but explain to me why the, the money's so outrageous when people don't actually tune in. They're not the reason people tune in to watch a Cleveland Browns game on a Sunday afternoon. Well, it's two things, Ben. The first is what I said, where he's a brand ambassador and he's going to be, you know, involved as like a closer for ad and sponsorship deals. And I don't know how you quantify that, but the people at Fox sure do. And then the second thing is there's a finite supply of great NFL games before the season. And the NFL is more likely to distribute the supply of like, I don't know, Mahomes versus Josh Allen or whatever, like the equivalent of that. There's what, like maybe you can go through the NFL schedule and find like 15 games or so that are absolute blockbuster. And then like, you know, a a group of like five that are crown jewels. The NFL is going to distribute those based on who they think is going to do the best job presenting it. You really can't put a price on the idea of, okay, if you have the best booth, now all of a sudden you're going to get that highly coveted um, Chiefs-Bills game. And so there's not that many of them. And that's why we've seen, um, in specific, CBS pay a ton to keep Tony Romo, ESPN pay a fortune to poach Joe Buck and Troy Aikman away from Fox, and then Fox break the bank for Brady. They're jockeying to get the biggest supply possible of those top tier games. And it's almost like a dog and pony show auditioning for the NFL and begging them for like the best drugs. <laughs> there you go. That's a good, good analogy. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. 
If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If Peyton Manning uh, wanted to do this, say Peyton Manning woke up today, you know, just for s and giggles and said you know what i want to do uh, nfl uh you say all the chairs are filled here what kind of money do you think peyton manning could, i know he's doing a few games for espn and all but if he said and he could get out of the contract in a hypothetical parallel dimension ryan uh would he get similar money to tom brady or is he yeah i mean yeah. i think the, the only kind of rodeo partner left is um, NBC. I know that I just said they extended Chris Collinsworth, yeah. but if like they, if they, uh, if, if like if, Pey- if they could get Peyton Manning, I think they would just you know eat it with Collinsworth <laughs> and grab the collateral damage later. But yeah. like, and that's presuming Peyton could get out of his ESPN. That's I don't know. I bet you he could get most of what Brady got, but the problem is, is there's nobody left that's a competing bidder because ESPN, CBS, and Fox are totally locked in on who they have. And so NBC would only be bidding against themselves. Yeah, it's interesting. Now, what about, I mentioned Charles Barkley at TNT. Barkley for years, Ryan, has been threatening to walk away, not do TV anymore. I guess at some point he will actually follow through on that, right? He's not going to do this forever. He's done it a lot longer than most people thought. I think Barkley's almost, I think he turns 60 next year. So he had been talking about walking away at age 60. So maybe one more year of, of Charles Barkley. Uh, do you think he does actually, you know, only do a couple more years or you think he's, he's in it for the long haul? Cause he's, he's been talking about retiring for, I have, a, I have a hard time to see him walking away. I think he spends and gambles too much to <laughs> not have money coming in. That is a good point. When you gamble, and I love gambling, but you don't normally win. You don't know. That's the problem with gambling. You don't normally win, and that's the, the rub on that. Uh, as far as you mentioned, Troy, I'm going to go back to football. So Aikman, uh, and I think I read this in your newspaper, uh, that – Aikman was kind of the impetus for Fox talking to Tom Brady because he had been flirting with Amazon and all that. Yeah, Fox didn't like that he was making his contract negotiations public. Yeah. So do you think Aikman regrets not not playing ball with Fox or is he, you think he's totally, I know he says all the right things. I I saw the quotes this week. Yeah. Uh, But do you think, you think deep down, if you gave him truth serum, he wishes he had just agreed to a deal to stay at Fox rather than what ended up happening. No, because I mean, ESPN offered him much more money than Fox did. So I don't think that he regrets um, any of this because I mean, like what's the difference to him? Like what might, what like the, the microphone box says like it, it, it working for ESPN versus Fox versus CBS versus NBC when you're like Troy Aikman. I, I know Fox is really, really, really good game producers. Like they haven't missed on many announcers over the years. Like they haven't had one of those scenarios where we're seeing with Breeze and NBC where they brought a guy in 
and he was just terrible that I can think of. But not that Breeze is terrible, but like, you know, disappointing, I think is fair to say. And so um, maybe like he wishes that he was staying there a little bit because I do think that they get a little bit better games than ESPN, um, even with ESPN grabbing Buck and Aikman. But I don't think that he regrets any of this. I do think there's part of him that's probably bitter that Fox wanted to break the bank for Brady in a way that they didn't want to for him. But I don't think that that's the same as regret. I gotcha. And, uh, and Ron, I did see uh, the other day at the time this podcast is going to air, you had to you know, write up about a book about Bino Cook, right? Which you, know, you passed away a number of years ago. There's some great stuff in that story that you wrote from the book about Brent Musburger and uh, Jimmy the Greek and some great names. If uh, it was a good, good write up on, on that book. Uh, I had not heard the name. Bino, yeah. Bino so, Cook but, this is crazy. He died about a decade ago. Sure. The yeah. co-author who put together the memoir reached out to me about a month ago. It's like, hey, I wrote this book. Um, there's like a bunch of interesting stuff in it. Do you want it? And I replied with my address probably three minutes after he sent the email. Like, <laughs> yes. Um, so this book came out in the fall and nobody really covered it. Like there was like a story in the local Pittsburgh paper because he came out through Pittsburgh. But um, there was not, you know, there were all sorts of these like golden stories in this book that weren't, um, I think, public knowledge. So one of them was that like Brent Musburger and Jimmy the Greek got in a fight at a bar and there were like two possible reasons why it happened. One, um, Jimmy the Greek thought that Brent stole his scoop on who the next Notre Dame football coach would be or he suspected Brent of leaking like negative stuff to him, to the TV critic in the Washington post. And so there were like all sorts of stuff like that. Like, um, some are all also accused Brent of stealing one of his scoops. And so, you know, this era of TV from like, I don't know, 1970 through 1990 was such a like a wild west and anytime you can find new stories about that there's like voracious interest in that yeah it's like the sports version of anchorman right ryan where it's like the bigger than life personality and everyone you look at the ratings and people watch football a lot these days obviously but you compare that to what cbs got back oh, yeah there the was day. only three networks <laughs> yeah you didn't have anything on demand you you like you had to pick you had to choose what they gave you basically and so but like the competition when it was just those three was probably even fiercer than it is today because um, they were constantly comparing one another to each other and they hated losing to each other. Yeah, and there's a great Bino Cook quote a buddy of mine in Pittsburgh uh, radio guy gave me that Bino once said he talked about. The, going against the federal government and the quote, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said something like, you never want to go against the federal government in court because they, they never have a road game and they're always favorites in every matchup. It was a great, great <laughs> quote. True. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, Ryan, I've kept you a long time. I appreciate it. I love your stuff in the post. How can people find you? Obviously New York post you're on Twitter though. How um, can they track you down? Twitter.com slash sports rapport. 
Sports, R-A-P-P-O-R-T. Thank you so much, Ben. I appreciate it. Thank you. Good luck, and I'll keep reading your stuff. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ben. Talk soon. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.